0: This is live coverage from ABC News. Here is ABC News correspondent Brad Milkey.
3: It was the most deadly mass shooting in American history when a gunman walked into the Pulse nightclub in Orlando and opened fire, killing 50, injuring 53. The names of 22 have been revealed, 22 victims so far. That means horrifically, still 28 to go. Authorities in Orlando now delivering statements to the press. Let's listen in.
4: Good morning, everyone. I'm Jason Pack, special agent with the FBI. I wanted to uh, bring you guys up to date on the latest from here in Orlando. We've assembled our team behind us, and I'm going to let them
5: individually update what their agencies are doing. So we'll start with uh, the Orlando mayor first. Good morning. Yesterday was the most horrific day in the history of the city of Orlando, and yet I stand here prouder today of our community than ever. We came together united to support the families and friends of the Victims. We learned of the heroic acts of our Orlando Police Department and other local law enforcement agencies as well as our citizens. Hundreds of lives were saved during the course of that night. Uh, OPD and the other law enforcement agencies responded heroically, uh, allowing hundreds to escape at the beginning of the event, and then breaching the wall, killing the bad guy, and rescuing dozens of hostages. Uh, The medical personnel that saved so many lives that were transported to the hospital are certainly heroes in my mind today, as well as the entire community. And then we turn it over to We begin thinking of the families and identifying the victims, which is critically important because I could not imagine being one of the parents or knowing that your loved one might be among those that are deceased and having to wait and find out. Uh, The FBI did an unbelievable job of clearing the scene. By 11 o'clock, all of the victims had been removed and turned over to the medical examiner and to the FDLE. And then they also stood tall and did their job and now all uh, 48 of the 49 victims have been identified. 24 uh, of the next of kin have been notified uh, with more to come. The number to call uh, for families is 407-246-4357, 407-246-4357. As the next of kin are being notified, we're putting the names of the victims on city of orlando slash victims so again i want to just compliment the medical examiner and the fdle for the work that they did all night long and making the identifications and then um, notifying the next of kin and we will continue that process today again we will not be defined by the act of a cowardly hater we'll be defined by how we respond how we treat each other, and this community has already stepped up to do that. Thank you, Governor.
2: Thank you, Mayor. Just a few minutes ago, I asked the uh, the President Obama to clear a state of emergency for the state of Florida. Uh, I did that yesterday for uh, Orlando, uh, Orange County, and the mayor did it yesterday for the city. Uh, the um, when you start to think about this, you think about we all think about. Thank God it wasn't our family, but if you go through that list of. Uh, family members. We have a lot of individuals from Puerto Rico. We have a wonderful Puerto Rican community. We have a young lady KJ Morris that just moved here from Hawaii to take care of mother and grandmother. We have an individual that, uh, Louis Velma, that works at uh, Harry Potter. I was just there last week. So you think these are people that, that we interact with, every day of our lives. Our law enforcement has done a wonderful job. Uh, the Orlando Police Department, the Sheriff's Department, FDLE. The FBI uh, did a wonderful job of getting the, um, uh, the bodies removed uh, from PULSE, and FDLE with the medical exam- examiner did a great job of identifying the bodies. This is a wonderful community we live in. This is a wonderful state. We are the best melting pot in the world. We have 20 million people who live here. We'll have over 100 million people to come visit here because it's a wonderful place to both live and, uh, and visit. We're going to continue to work hard to take care of these families and make sure we try to get this community back in the state back to work as quickly as we can. But right now it's time to grieve for each family member that either lost a loved one or still has somebody in the hospital uh, injured. Now I'll turn it over to Orlando chief uh, uh, John Meitz. Good
6: morning. I wanted to provide some more information about our initial response and subsequent rescue of many, many people. Uh, so again, We had an extra duty off duty officer working for Pulse nightclub uh, in full police uniform Uh, at about two o'clock. He responded to shots fired. He did engage in a gun battle with the suspect somewhere near one of the entrances Uh, from shortly after that um, additional officers responded. Those additional officers made entry while the suspect was shooting engaged in another gun battle with the suspect. forced him to stop shooting and and retreat to the bathroom where we believed he had several hostages. At that time, we were able to save and rescue dozens and dozens of people who were injured and non injured and get them out of the club. Uh, things kind of stabilized uh, based on statements made by the suspect about explosives, about possible uh, bomb vests. Uh, we kind of secured everything, uh, called SWAT. And we did set up for an explosive breach on the bathroom wall where we knew uh, there were approximately 15 people in the opposing bathroom to where the suspect was with his hostages. Uh, based on statements made by the, by the suspect, based on information we received uh, from the suspect and from uh, the hostages and people inside, we believed further loss of life was imminent. I made the decision to commence the rescue operation and do the explosive breach. Uh, The explosive breach uh, did not penetrate uh, the wall completely. We used our armored vehicle, the Bearcat armored vehicle, to punch a hole in that wall and defeat the wall. So there was a a hole in the wall about two feet off the ground and about uh, two or three feet wide. Uh, We were able to rescue dozens and dozens of people uh, that came out of that hole. The suspect came out of that hole himself, uh, armed with a handgun and a long gun, engaged uh, in a gun battle with officers where he was ultimately killed. Uh, So at that time, uh, at at this time, I just want to say that uh, the OPD officers, from the initial responding officers uh, to the SWAT officers to all the other law enforcement, uh, acted uh, very heroically and courageous and saved many, many, many lives during this operation. And our one officer was struck uh, in the Kevlar helmet uh, right above his forehead. Uh, that Kevlar helmet did save his life. I talked to him and spoke with him at length last night. He is doing uh, great. Uh, so this time I'll turn it over to Special Agent Danny Banks. Lance, sir.
0: Could you clarify if any more victims were shot when it was a hostage situation? I'll talk back you. Uh,
7: so good morning. Uh, I want to talk very briefly about what our primary mission for all of us today is, and that's the identification of the victims and the notification of the family. Uh, as you heard from Mayor Dyer, we have confirmed the identity of 48 of our 49 victims. Uh, the last identity confirmation uh, is pending right now, so we anticipate having that name here shortly. Um, a number of those as you've heard from the mayor we have notified their next of kin and that is our 100 percent priority mission today uh, as you're aware the city of orlando is advertising the names of those victims as we make the notification to the family member and i'll explain to you very briefly on how that's going we have teams of fdle agents opd officers fbi agents that we're deploying as we're identifying these victims throughout the state and really throughout the nation to identify the family members to let them know that their loved one is deceased. Once we've confirmed that, that is at the time we'll post that to our website. Uh, So I ask that everybody just respect the privacy of the family and and that we will advertise those names of those victims, but only at the time that we can confirm the next of kin is notified. Uh, Again, I want to state that is the primary mission of all of us right now to notify the family members exactly that that uh, one of their loved one is is dead. And then we will advertise those names publicly uh, to the rest of the community. So I'll turn it over to now. uh, I believe the FBI is ready to speak. Ron Hopper, U.S. Attorney Lee Bentley. As Mayor Dyer
4: said, yesterday was the most horrific day in the history of Orlando. Indeed, it was a day of the largest mass shooting in the history of the United States. Terrible tragedy. First of all, on behalf of the federal government, I'd like to thank our state and local partners, um, the Florida Department of Law Enforcement, the Orlando Police Department, the Orange County Sheriff's Office, The men and women of these agencies have been working tirelessly um, over the last day and a half. On behalf of the federal government, I'd also like to thank the governor, um, Senator Nelson, and all the other elected officials who've been here today for their help, uh, for their interest in what's going on here. We're working very closely at the United States Attorney's Office with our partners at the Maine Department of Justice and the National Security Division and we're also working of course with the FBI and with ATF. Um, An amazing amount has been done um, in just over 24 hours. Um, As as has been explained, almost all of the victims have been identified. The notification process is ongoing. We've been collecting a great amount of electronic and physical evidence. Um, There is an ongoing criminal investigation It is still in the early stages Uh, we do not know yet whether anyone else will be charged in connection with this crime i do want to let you know that we have no reason to believe that anyone connected to this crime is placing the public in imminent danger at this time but there is an investigation of other persons Uh, we're working as diligently as we can on that. We have teams of prosecutors as well as teams of agents working around the clock, getting search warrants, getting court orders. If anyone else was involved in this crime, they will be prosecuted. Um, And now I'm going to turn it over to um, the ATF, Special Agent in Charge, charge Regina Lombardo. Thank you.
8: Good morning. First, I'd just like to extend ATF's family would like to extend a heartfelt, warm uh, appreciation for the extended visit here today. On behalf of the ATF, we'd like to say we are here to give us give you their role in the investigation. We found uh, on the scene there were two weapons on the scene. ATF brings that unique tracing capability to the table. We've been able to trace those weapons. Um, The weapons have been traced to the last known purchaser, which is the shooter. One of the weapons was also, the third weapon was also found in his vehicle. We are still working on tracing that weapon as well. Um, We would like to extend our heartfelt condolences to the victims, families, as well as the LBGT community. We are working the investigation with a team of ATF um, analysts, special agents. We are working together with the FBI and all our state and local partners here today. We have a team of people here that are able to provide what we can to this investigation. I'd like to now turn it over to the FBI, special agent in charge.
9: Good morning. My name is Paul Weisepel. I'm the special agent in charge of the FBI's field office here in Tampa. Which includes the Orlando Resident Agency. I think yesterday you heard from uh, Assistant Special Agent in Charge Ron Hopper, who did a commendable job uh, as the on-scene commander for the FBI. Uh, I think one of the things that take away from this these bad events, such as this, as we learned at 9/11, brings the community together, uh, including the law enforcement community. As you see, everybody represented here. We all work together uh, from the get-go, at, from the time at two o'clock in the morning when the shooting began. Everybody uh, rallied together to to work the case. To, as one force. Uh, We have a Joint Terrorism Task Force, of which all these agencies represented that just spoke are also represented on the Joint Terrorism Task Force. Uh, So we work cases side-by-side. I think a lot of the investigation so far has kind of been disclosed to you. Uh, The main thing that we looked at uh, in in the very beginning uh, is the victims. Uh, As you heard, there are 49 that are deceased, 48 have been identified. Uh, Family members of about 24 families have been notified. Uh, We also have brought down 30 victim uh, witness uh, specialists, and they're there to work with the families to try to get them what they do need. Uh, The resources are available. Other agencies have pulled their resources and brought them down. Uh, The FBI has brought uh, resources to bear from the Miami field office, the Atlanta field office, the Jacksonville field office, as well as Quantico, Virginia. The laboratory has sent down uh, shooting reconstructionists, and that's kind of the next task at hand. As of last night, within 24 hours, all of the victims were removed from the Pulse uh, bar uh, lounge. And now we're going to be processing it with the reconstru- uh, shooting reconstruction team uh, to get as much forensic evidence as we possibly can at that point. Um, the investigation continues. Over the night, we've probably processed about 100 leads uh, that were worked on by agents and task force officers combined. Uh, the task force has been up and running since the beginning of this and will continue to run That's one of the things that all the agencies will do is bring the resources to bear uh, our focus is to get the truth and to get it to you as quickly as we can uh, but you have to realize there is a balancing act a lot of what we do on investigations may become classified can't disclose that information basically ask that your patients and that you bear with us in the investigation will disclose what we can when we can uh, and you have to recognize that when we can't, it's not because we don't want to. It's because there may be prosecutions down the road. We're not sure where the, where the leads will go. Uh, as you know, post 9-11, uh, no stone is unturned. And that's the same today as it was then. Every uh, terrorism case and investigation is going to be worked the same way. No stone will be left unturned. And we'll follow the leads wherever they take us. Uh, and we'll brief you as best we can, when we can. Uh, but you'll have, you'll have to bear with us on that and, and just trust our judgment. The FBI has been in, in existence for over 108 years now, and uh, we've earned the people's trust by working cases hard and being straightforward with you, and we don't want to violate that trust by giving you bogus information that two hours later we got to come back out and tell you that information was wrong. So we keep you abreast as best we can by giving you accurate information, and by doing that it may take us some time to get you that accurate information. So with that, uh, just uh, ask you to bear with us as we move forward in the investigation. I want to do uh, like everyone else did and commend the uh, the first responders. They actually saved lives by responding as quickly as they did. Uh, numerous people uh, were brought out alive and unharmed, and many more are in the hospital hopefully to recover uh, and begin that healing process. Uh, and that's, that's another thing that's a bonus for this community, that it has come together, uh, and hopefully that will maintain and, and stay the course. Uh Barring that, I guess we'll take some questions. But Why is concerned? the number forty nine? Live from Orlando, Florida, an ongoing been press been briefing out from out law enforcement out outlining what
3: exactly happened and steps going forward. You've been hearing from the FBI, the Orlando and PD, and several local and national officials. You're listening to live coverage from ABC News. Let's go back to Orlando where authorities are now taking questions. Those
9: families ...have been uh, made aware of their
0: location. Chief, can you clarify one thing if you don't mind? We've we got a couple more remarks, we've got a couple more remarks and then we'll answer
10: questions. Sure, Sure. Uh, good morning. Uh, this has certainly been a trying time for all of us and I can tell you as a native of Orlando, um, this is certainly touching to my family and I have uh, served here in this community with the Orlando Police Department and now as Orange County Sheriff and Uh, There's never really been a time where I've seen where the agencies at the federal, state and local level have really come together to work Uh, and throughout the night our agencies have continued to work with the FBI. Uh, We have a great partnership and I am certain that within just a short period of time all of these victims will be able to be identified and those families will be reunited with their loved ones if you will. That uh, effort is certainly going on, and so uh, we have received uh, tremendous outpourings of support from across the country, from our colleagues and law enforcement, and I can tell you that it's very heartwarming to all of us who uh, wear the badge and carry the gun on a daily basis. Uh, as I have uh, talked with some of my staff and some of the staff who, of the Orlando Police Department who responded uh, yesterday to this tragedy, uh, the men and women uh, were certainly touched by this. Uh, many of them saw some carnage that they would never, ever see in any other location. If you think about it, uh, this is not a war zone uh, that we are living in. This is a civilized society, and we had to deal with something unthinkable in which uh, 50 people uh, of 49 victims and uh, an individual died yesterday. And Many of these law enforcement officers had to go in and uh, observe that. So now it's about uh, putting uh, our community, our nation back together and at the same time ensuring that those individuals who had to deal with what they saw yesterday are able to come back to work and do their jobs and so that's where I am at this point. Uh, working with uh, all of our partners to make sure we take care of those brave souls who responded. So at this time, I believe we're turning it over to the Attorney General, uh, is what I was told. uh, Yes, sir. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Okay. Attorney General Pam Bundy.
11: Good morning. Just to update you from last night. We have mobilized 14 of our victims advocates from Pensacola to Miami. They're all here, they're all together, they're on the ground. They're working with the FBI, with the city of Miami. Um, we know now that of the victims, only 24 families have been notified. I know you have this number, but please repeat it, 407-246-4357. If you're a friend, a distant friend, please don't use that number. That number is for relatives, loved ones, who are still attempting to identify these victims. We're here, we're prepared to help you. We have counselors, advocates, and we also have compensation counselors who can also aid with funeral expenses if these victims' families aren't able to do so. For themselves so today our goal as the sheriff said we're working together this is about unity this is about bringing the great city of Orlando back together our state and our country and thank you again to our federal state law enforcement officers and governor Rick Scott for standing strong with us this entire time thank you thank
0: you can you you clarify when this became a hostage situation several hours do you believe that the killer fired any more shots any more
6: victims during that time span? No. As soon as it kind of stabilized and the suspect had barricaded himself uh, in the bathroom, our negotiators were talking with him and there were no shots at that time. Uh, so, but there was talk about bomb vests, about explosives uh, throughout, and then there were statements made about imminent loss of life. And so that's why I made the decision to make the entry at that time.
0: Hey,
6: about zero five hundred hours in the morning he made that phone call we believe while he was in the bathroom correct after the initial uh victims were shot he was in he was in one bathroom with we believe four to five hostages there were people in the opposing bathroom about 15 to 20 people and unknown uh when we rescued uh, dozens and dozens of people. So we don't know um, from which bathroom they came at this point. So that's all part of the investigation.
9: Chief, Chief how would, the you characterize... would you characterize- any other suspects that may have been inside of that club at
6: the time? Uh, not that I'm aware of from inside the club. I know there's a, another investigation going on by the FBI, but um, nothing from inside the club.
7: What's how been, would you characterize- Chief, how would you characterize the killer's demeanor during this entire operation?
6: Uh, I would say, uh, based on the calls, he was uh, cool and calm. Um, when he when he was making those phone calls to us,
7: chief, there was a
0: crisis the negotiator called out to the scene. Is that correct? Did that first ever talk to the shooter? If so what was
6: Absolutely, we had a team of crisis negotiators uh, that did talk to the suspect, just trying to get as much information as possible, and they focused on um, you know what what we could do to help resolve the situation.
0: Chief, you, you had right? said that you you made, you were involved in making sure you made the ultimate decision whether when to breach, whether to breach, how to breach
6: talk about what that was like. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And let me just say this. I'm surrounded by a great team of people from not only the Orlando Police Department, but uh, the sheriff, as well as our federal partners. And the information that that I received from my team is that uh, loss of life was imminent uh, so h- yes, had to make that decision. Hard decision to make, but uh, like again, I wasn't alone. I did have a team of people advising me, and we all knew that was the right thing to do. And believe we prevented uh, a lot of uh, future loss of life and saved many, many lives.
7: Can you a little insight
0: into when he's on the phone? It, there are reports from witnesses that he was laughing. Shouting, celebrating as he was firing, that he proclaimed his allegiance to ISIS. What did he really say? That you know?
6: There, there was a, a an allegiance to the Islamic State. Uh, there, there was no laughing uh, as far as uh, our our negotiations were were involved.
0: When did you the 911 calls? What's that? When
1: will you release the
6: That's number? up to the FBI. It's all part of their federal investigation right now.
2: Question
1: Chief, the is,
0: there,
2: Chief is, there the, is there a chance that the people might have been struck by friendly fire, so to speak, maybe in the
3: crossfire, maybe an officer's bullet might have hit one of
2: the victims?
6: Well, I would say it's all part of the investigation, but I will say when uh, our SWAT officers, about eight or nine officers opened fired, their backdrop was a concrete wall and they were being fired upon. So that's all part of the investigation. I have not heard that. Can you
11: tell us if there was any surveillance inside
6: the club, and if so, what have you learned from that? Video surveillance? Yes. I'm not sure about that right now. Why was there a
11: three-hour delay
3: between
6: going in? Because of the uh, the, the, the scene had stabilized. Uh, he, it was a barricaded hostage situation at that time. We were negotiating with him, and uh, th- there were talk of bombs and explosives. Now, when that talk uh, became... Uh, a crisis for us was when we knew there would be an imminent uh, loss of life, an uh, imminent thing that made us have to make that decision and go in. He really wasn't asking for a whole lot, and uh, we were doing most of the asking.
0: Can you explain what is that like to make a decision that you have people that were injured in the club, you'd like to get rescue personnel to help them, maybe save their life. But you have to make this other decision to, to wait to maybe prevent more loss of life. What was that like to make that decision, knowing people might be losing their lives because they couldn't get medical attention and you needed to wait? What was that like personally for you as a chief?
6: Absolutely, it's a hard decision to make, but it's the right decision to make. Our number one priority is on saving lives. Uh, So it was the right decision to make, I believe, and a tough decision knowing that... uh, people's lives would be placed in danger by that entry, our officers' lives would be placed in danger by that entry, uh, but we trained for that. Uh, we have some of the most heroic and courageous SWAT team members uh, around, so they did a fabulous job and saved saved many, many lives. Was
8: this a suicide mission for him? recover any explosives and what was the
2: third gun I
6: don't know about any third, third gun or any explosives recovered. That's... We could not determine that based on the conversations we had with him. Where were most people in the club? Where were most people
8: found yeah. in the, the,
2: the clubs? Were, the were, 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 the were several rooms in that building.
6: Yeah, uh, the lounge area, the bathroom, the bar area. But, uh, you know, dozens and dozens of people were saved when our initial responding officers made that first entry. We were able to get most of the people, you know, out of the dance floor, out of those, uh, out of the bar lounge area.
0: And when you said what? the ambassador against not the, not the wall, did you mean One more question, sir. So. a question for when the FBI. the
6: what Well, there was a, a timeline given, and um, we believe there was imminent uh, loss of life uh, that we needed to prevent. And,
8: and you gave three hours. Time. Did anyone die? You kill anyone during, from
6: two to five? There, there were no reports of shots fired during that time that Thank I'm you. aware of.
4: Thank you all very much. They Thank you. Thank you. What, uh, Mr. Wessel. here.
8: Final question.
3: Live from Orlando, authorities painting a dramatic picture of several gunfights, hostages taking, police busting a hole in a wall with explosives and heavy-duty machinery, and rescuing people, but the suspect Omar Mateen also emerging from that hole with weapons, engaging in another gunfight before ultimately being killed. Meanwhile, the grim task of identifying victims and notifying family members continues. Just half the victims' families have been notified so far. I'm Brad Milkey. You're listening to live coverage from ABC News. Let's go right back to Orlando, where ABC's Aaron Katursky is standing by. And, Aaron, you've been there throughout the night. What have you been seeing?
1: We see now a full team of FBI technicians going through the nightclub now that they've succeeded in removing all of the bodies, Brad, and they've identified all but one of the victims. 49 people were shot and killed before police shot and killed gunman Omar Martin to make 50. Police described him as cool and calm, He killed his victims and then barricaded himself at a nightclub bathroom with hostages. Police were in contact with Mateen, and they said they were delayed in making entry for a a three-hour period because he threatened explosives and to detonate a bomb vest. That slowed things down, but at one point, police, uh, you heard, made the decision that more hostages were in danger. They broke through the wall, traded fire with the suspect, and he was put down. And, Aaron, we heard law enforcement answering questions
3: there, but many questions remain, including how Mateen could have bought a gun in the first place. Uh, He had been questioned by the FBI explicitly about terror. Aaron, what do you know about that?
1: Questioned three times in in recent years, beginning in 2013, but was not deemed a significant threat. He had made some statements to co-workers indicating ties to uh, terrorists and and ties to a known suicide bomber in Syria, but then uh, the FBI Closed the case, and so absent any official investigation or criminal charges, he was free to buy weapons, which the ATF said he did last week, and they found inside the club an AR-15 assault-style rifle, a handgun, there was a third weapon found in his car
3: and pledging allegiance to ISIS along the way. The mayor of Orlando called it the most horrific day in the history of the city. Indeed, lots of ghastly superlatives, most deadly terror attack on U.S. soil since 9-11, the most deadly mass shooting in American history, and one of the worst attacks on the American gay community in memory, with 50 dead and 53 wounded. More details still to come. We'll be with you for them all. For Aaron Katursky in Orlando, I'm Brad Milkey. You've been listening to live coverage from ABC News.